Uh, yeah. Another one of those. This is for my nigga Q. Down to earth. Hey. We're here. We're live. And DL spent way too much time getting the rights to our intro music. But holy shit, is it worth it? So worth it. Season one, we are almost in the books. It's time to have some fun. Let's get drunk. What they don't know is the bullshit, the drama, the guns, the armor, the city, the farmer, the babies, the mama, the projects, the drugs, the children, the dogs, the tears, the hugs, the love, the slugs, the funerals, the wakes, the churches, the coffins, the heartbroken mothers. It happens too often. The problems, the things we use to solve them. Yonkers, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Harlem, the hurt. Welcome to Verse Chorus Verse, episode 45, Uh, part one. How old I am. Hey, (laughs) I did that on purpose. You look great. You hear all these voices because we are all here together in the same room. Wait, don't they hear these voices (laughs) usually? Yeah, but it's not. Son of a bitch. Shut up. Mm. It's Svend, leader of Team Svend Knudsen. Svend, how are you tonight? As the captain of Team Sven, I'm in full force tonight. The whole team's here. Yeah. We're rested. We're ready to go. <laughs> give it 100 Starting lineup. You know, give it a full effort. Uh-huh. Uh, also with us is Mr. Meh, Evil Jimmy. I'm here, ready to spread the gospel of meh. Here we go. <laughs> You're not fat and don't have a big enough mustache. Nah. Sorry. Next season. Yes. Uh, also Goals. here is Rachel Stats Polio. Hi, Rachel. Hey, David. How are you? Doing good. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. That's a joke. It's a callback. To what? You got mad because I always ask you if if you're okay, and I don't ask them. <laughs> He's got the hiccups. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we, fine. <laughs> we've come to the end of season one. It has been weird starting a podcast. And... <laughs> <laughs> Is that what this is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and due to that, I'm going to just jump right off the bat and ask Sven first, since he has been here from the get-go, the co-host himself. In this chair. Give us a brief summarization of your thoughts and feels. I learned a lot, I think, actually, because of season one. Listening to music is a lot harder. Critically, mm-hmm. listening to music is a lot harder than I remember or thought. So I think that was a big lesson because going into this, it was like, yeah, I listen to music all the time. This is totally easy. It's totally not. That being said, though, the payoff is that I listen to things that I normally wouldn't listen to on my own or probably maybe not as much, which is pretty cool. It developed a whole different sense of ear training, what I was listening to, because normally when I critically listen to music because of what I work on and what I do, It's less about story and I'm usually just listening for things to correct in the audio. And then I find myself doing that for like enjoyment too. When I put on a record that's outside of the podcast or just like when I listen to stuff for enjoyment, it's usually, that's what I do. I sit there and I analyze the mix and the engineer should have done this. And they, with the podcast going beyond that, trying to listen for content message, how's the album composed, things that normally aren't, aren't, aren't things that I pay too much attention to kind of all of a sudden were a little more priority and a little more important, right? Yeah, I do now. And so it's, it's given me a whole nother way to listen to music that I think I forgot since I was a teenager. Good. I feel younger because of it. You look younger. That's just because I act that way. (laughs) What about you, Rachel? I feel like I look my age. How do you feel now that you're famous? It's hard. It's dealing with all of the attention. How many hundreds of (laughs) creepy DMs do you get now on Instagram? Not one creepy DM. Yes. 
I'll try harder. Good job, audience. <laughs> I'm proud. Not one creepy DM. I've gotten a lot so of proud of you. follows from people. I have no idea who they are, but nothing. I've gotten a couple of report. weird emails. Yeah. You fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not. I'm no, not. there's not a picture of me with my shirt off. I'm sorry. Yes, I, there is. There are so many. There's a video of you with your shirt off. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> Rachel, answer the fucking Shirtless question. Shirtless Sven Knudsen at OnlyFans. I don't it's know how. better than Patreon. Is it? I don't know. We are. Should Eight I minutes put my in. my clothes back on, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely listen to music, as Sven said. I don't want to say I don't listen to it for fun, because I do, but I've never been so analytical about every single song I listen to. Just listening to music last night, I was like, I don't want to sit here and listen to it. I want to sit here and listen to it and have the lyrics open and understand if this is the first album or the second album and who this person is. And I can't listen to music lightly anymore. Now I know everything about everything in the entire you world. You already know everything music. about everything? I do. Whoa. So yeah, it's made me uh, more of a critical thinker and less of a fun person. That's what we aim for here. Yeah. Yeah, no fun. I'm ruined forever. <laughs> Evil, you... <laughs> You joined us kind of in the middle before Rachel, after Sven. Are you glad you did it? Very glad. This is actually the first time I have met Sven and Rachel in person. That's so fucking weird. So it's, it's the best night awesome. ever. We think. We think. We think. Yeah, that's yes. true. That's been fantastic. But it makes me feel really bad that you're paying me more than them because it's they're true. such good people. <laughs> no, really. Exney <laughs> on the A-Pay. No, I'm, I'm super glad that you asked me to join up. This has been a lot of fun. What both of them said before me, it has definitely made me listen to music in a different way. It has opened my music listening up to more artists and genres that I would have personally that's what like, i was gonna ask yeah I, like, I do you listen to a lot more types of music way now? more way yeah. more and i dislike a lot of music <laughs> <laughs> all right but there's a lot of music out there that i am really happy to be exposed to because of this it gives me a framework and it's kind of lit a fire under me to get back into actually playing music so that's awesome that's also been awesome so thank you guys win. for for all of this i really appreciate it for me it's been a big fucking blur. I do a lot of shit. I also have a really busy real job. So I just didn't, this has been insane. And there is about one time a week, I'd say, where I will get mad and be like, why in the blue fuck am I doing this? <laughs> like, what am I doing? But every other time, especially on the Friday or Saturday night, typically when this is happening, there's always that one moment where I sit back and I think I'm having a few drinks talking to these really cool people that i love about fucking music that does it doesn't get any better than that it really doesn't not only that but the friends that i've made because of the show we get emails every single week we get messages on instagram from these just amazing music lovers there's nothing better than that i was waiting for the finale to tell you guys this but carrie kirkland sent us a message after her surgery that um, she had had a surgery to give a friend a kidney and Carrie wrote me this beautiful message about a week or two later saying I was completely alone after surgery for like a week or two weeks and your podcast, it was like being around some friends and I was laughing like it hurt cause I was laughing so much. <laughs> but it was just the most oh, beautiful. Man. It's insane to, to get a message like that. That's it's, awesome. it's insane. 
and from somebody that cool. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. No, we all have a very big crush on Carrie Kirkland. For sure. I saw her, she posted her, her billboard plaque that she got. Um, <sighs> How fucking cool that was that? That's so awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. I feel like uh, there's a lot of cool relationships that I think we've developed through this. Yes. Just people that have popped up out of the blue that I, I don't know that I'd ever have come in contact with or or known about talk to. And that's really awesome. It's like a whole nother extended family. It's just a good thing. And you know what? We're big in Germany. Huge in Dusseldorf. We keep growing in Germany. <laughs> and that's my new goal is to someday we do a just fucking take over tour Germany. in Germany. Danke bitte. What are we doing in this episode? We are talking about 2021, our favorite albums, our least favorite albums, the shit that sucked, the shit that was amazing. We're going to guess each other's favorites and fail miserably. We've got some top fives, a bunch of random things. We had a bunch of questions written in. I have like 20 or 25 here we're going to answer. None of them know what the questions are yet. This is scary. Yeah, a little bit. Let's get to the most important part of the night. What are we drinking tonight? Well, we're popping champagne mm -hmm. because it's the fucking finale. We are drinking. It's a really nice champagne, actually. It is Les Mergiers. French is Francis amazing. Francis Bullard and Phil Champagne. What? This is the finest champagne. Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> we also, we're going to play some drinking games tonight. We have, we're playing a little game because the last thing that we're doing tonight is we are all naming our top five albums of the year. And what we have done is we have all guessed two that are going to be on each person's list. And for each one they get right, the other person has to drink this fireball that I just opened. There Gross. are some other drinking games that are going to happen throughout the night too. The whole too. pint. The whole pint. Whoever if, gets it if wrong. If this pipe first. doesn't get drank tonight, then we've done God something help wrong. Me. I've got a big ass Red Bull. We had a couple cocktails before this. We went to dinner. We, we had a good night. We yeah. had a good night. Yeah. She's got a new pho buddy. But we get, <laughs> they had some pho. Pho. It was really good. Sven is my pho buddy. <laughs> I thought I said nobody's sleeping together. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't want to disappoint. You two do need a little bit more champagne because we are about oh. to make a toast or beer. So here's who we're toasting. We are toasting the guests that we had this year. Bobby Waters from oh, the Wellness. He's a, just an amazing young man. It's so cool to get, randomly get on TikTok and stuff and see him with his fucking hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. To have that many young people into acapella, acapella yeah, barbershop that's, stuff. That's nuts. Fucking sea shanties is a massive thing on TikTok. I love that. Yeah. I that blew so my cool. mind. Brent Berg, our drummer. That's one of my favorite people that's yes. ever existed. Awesome human being. Not just an amazing drummer, yeah. but just an awesome human. Love him. Yeah. Zay from the Quarantine Podcast, who mm -hmm. I'm the only one that met. Really good guy. He was very cool before and after. I had a great conversation with him in one of the episodes where we started to try to have an episode that was about the different cultures listening to rap. And we realized so early on in the episode that we didn't give a fuck. It's like, if you, you listen to it, you like it. Right. That's it. And it just became, hey, what do you like? What do you like? It was awesome. As a podcast listener, that was one of my favorite ones to listen to. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. I, I enjoyed that conversation. Dr. Charles Corey. Corey yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk more about that later on in the, in the episode, but that was the culmination of a lot of studying for me. I don't know how you in, tracked down Dr. Corey. I don't know how you made the connection first. I mean, research, obviously, you, but still. You I, sent I, me a video of, of this guy yeah. talking about his instruments, and I was like, wait, who is that? Yeah. Because he knows everything. I was into Harry Parch, and that was the one of the few Harry Parch videos on YouTube. And I'm like, this is the Harry Parch guy that I'm talking about. Here's this video. And then you found the guy. <laughs> yeah yeah stalker that yeah <laughs> that that was one of my favorite conversations i have that ever was had super, with super dope. that was very cool he's unbelievable you could smell the musical knowledge coming off of him yeah mm-hmm. yeah crazy beth ann from she will rock you that's right uh what a lady yeah beth ann was a fantastic guest so much knowledge her under oath knowledge was insane emily Braden. ah that kind of says it all. Love her. There's a boy I know. That, Mama Braden. That reaction. If yeah. I could have sex with somebody's voice, it would be on the that's, that's That's a really Seriously. good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my that's God, a, that woman. Um, Mama, she's one of my favorite people of all time. And that was an amazing conversation. Anybody out there, if you ever get the chance to go watch her sing, I promise you, you won't understand what's going on. Out of the episodes that I've missed, there's two that really stick out. Emily Braden's episode was one of the two that I regret so hard not being there for. Emily, you're one of my favorite people on the planet. And uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry I missed out. But yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, Mark Kowal, pure nonsense. One of our first, I think he was our second fan of all time and definitely the most persistent. Every single episode he's had something to add, something to say, something he's mad about, something he's happy about, switching teams. (laughs) (laughs) I've gained a true musical friend. He's a great guy. It was really fun to talk. I don't even like Counting Crows, but it was a blast talking about it with him. It's funny. I think the Counting Crows episode might have been the most random, very surprised that multiple people are like, fuck yeah, Counting Crows. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, man. They're, they're I, kind I of that band. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of like that one of the... They're, they're, there's some people that you wouldn't expect that Hardcore. pop out of it. Yeah, yeah. Rachel Reeves. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was a... We already fantastic episode. When we were at drinks uh, today, we already talked about how amazing the Halloween episode was. Thanks to Rachel Reeves, her knowledge is eerie. (laughs) Yeah, literally. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, (laughs) she's such a pro. She like came in and like, well, take some notes on how to do this from her. And she's been interviewing people forever. I mean, that's her job. She's been in the 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 music industry, the record business. She's down at here at record, our, our favorite record store here in Boise, ever. Record Exchange. Which, hey, Rachel did buy some vinyl from Record Exchange today. Yeah. I'm in Boise. I got to do it. Kevin McGuire, who was just me interviewing, he is the front man for the Gamasenin project. I don't know if I, I told any of you about that specific project, but if you go look at the fucking credits on it, it's insane. Like basis from Oingo Boingo. Whoa. Uh, he worked with some hardcore people. He's a fucking artist artist. And I'm telling you, the Gamma Senin project is this badass, trippy, acidy, 
part Marilyn Manson during his Hollywood era. Just a fucking great album. And I'll talk more about the album later on, but it was a really great time talking. He's just such a, he just, he just wants to talk music. It was was one of my favorite promos to edit because, um, that video, yeah, they're very visual, like all encompassing art project. It seems like Like they're the, what they put into the visuals that go along with the music. It was really fun to edit. So Kevin, uh, thank you so much. And then guest wise last, but definitely not least Carrie Kirkland already talked about her. Going to talk about her again. My talk with Carrie was so fucking fun. It started with her life. She's done everything. And then ended with just talking about influences. We met making jokes on her Instagram page. Yeah. Talked about her album that came out this year. Just reposted a couple days ago her fucking Billboard Award. Yeah. That she got. Yeah. Legit album. Working on another one. Carrie, we, we love you a lot. Yeah. And other podcasts. We need to thank She Will Rock You, which we already talked about, Beth Ann right. and Leah. That is a great podcast. Check that out. They go hardcore into specific artists. They had a week where they did Bonnie Raitt, and I fucking love Bonnie Raitt. <sighs> the Quarantine Podcast, which was Zay's, they're a little more random. Sometimes they're going to talk about rap. Sometimes they're talking about wrestling. You never know what you're going to get. Oh, it's my alley. Yeah. Rapping wrestling. Yeah. That was my nickname back Evil cast. r and R. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. And then, of course, George and M from Songs for Win are friends across the pond. They are fucking hilarious. If you ever listen to them, they're witty. They're quick. They're really funny. And I thought I was playing a joke on Rachel when they asked us, they asked us to call in and do a thing about their X factor and they did a really good job turning around on, Joke's on you. They're just smart. They're yeah. just fucking witty. So yeah, George and M songs for win. And then listeners, the most important, we talked about Mark Kowal, Carrie Kirkland, Kim out of Seattle writes us almost every episode. Mia from Australia, Jared. It's insane that we've made the friends that we've made. It's awesome. And 20 minutes later, that's who we're toasting. <laughs> so to everybody that we just talked about. You talk so damn you long. You drank your whole glass. I drank my friggin'. This would be pointless without you. You're amazing. I thought it was going to get really like, weirdly romantic with you. Let's yeah. fucking get to the episode. Let's we're going to take Ooh. a break. We're going to be right back. are back let's talk about 2021 and we're gonna start it on a down note Aww. we're gonna talk about prominent death <laughs> prominent death you're not over <laughs> let me get out the voodoo doll yeah uh prominent deaths this year now please prominent death would be a great metal band name that, that is would. a good <laughs> hey listeners do me a favor i mean you can i love it when you write anything i get i'll be happy with i don't care how mean it is we're not gonna get to every fucking person that died in music in 2021 we picked 10 people and it wasn't a 10 most important or anything like that. Top 10 deaths of 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's that's so good that I'm not taking that out of the episode. 
We just picked 10. Each of us picked a couple that are important to us. I think we got a lot of the main ones, but we did miss some. And I Sorry. Just, just get over it. Sven, let us know who died that you like. February 9th. So pretty close to the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Chikoria. We lost Chikoria at age 79. Yeah. And jazz composer and pianist and arranger. Miles really, Davis. Re- yeah. In Miles Davis yeah. band. Super influential for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Super influential for me. I, I discovered him in high school. When I, I, was, I was probably my heaviest jazz phase. He jammed with everybody. Everybody. The list of people he's played with, it's incredible. I don't know there's a whole lot to say about Chick Corea. That, no, go go listen just, to him. Yeah. Go no. listen to him. If you've never heard of Chick Corea, um, even if you don't like jazz, this is a good way to get into it. Like, yeah. And then also in February, three days later, 12th of February, Rupert Neve. The most important person in music you don't know. At least in music recording. Arthur Rupert Neve. He was British, um, but he's an electronics engineer. And a businessman. His business was uh, creating professional audio equipment. If anyone's ever heard of a Neve console, even if you haven't heard of a Neve console, if you've listened to anything that was recorded at Sound City Studios, so this would be anything from Fleetwood Mac to Tom Petty to Nirvana to the Foo Fighters. Everybody. There's a list of awards and Grammy-winning artists that recorded their their console in, in their studio was a Neve console. Uh, and he didn't just make consoles. He made compressors. Uh, he made all yeah. kinds of audio, professional audio. Uh, brilliant engineer. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant engineer had a way to reproduce sound that is still sought after today. People are buying analog old equipment for ridiculous prices because they were engineered by Rupert Neve. His legacy is so great that it's to the point that you you can't afford the things he made. And so there's lots and lots of current modern companies that make replicas of his circuit and things like that for compressors. Those are my two. Those are your dose. Those are my influence. Evil. Who you got? On April 8th, we lost at the age of 57. Marcel Theohal, also known as Biz Marquis. Yeah. The clown prince of hip hop. Oh, baby, you. Oh, baby, you. you got, got what I need. <laughs> who, do, who in our generation does not remember that song? Nobody. You know, like, I, nobody. Like, the hip hop realm, I'm a fan of old school hip hop. And the, I mean, he was the clown prince of hip hop. That was yeah. one of his names. His appearance, Men in Men Black, Black 2. Right? Men in Black 2. Yes. yes. In the post office yes. when he did the beatbox yep. thing. Yep. Like, that sealed that movie for me. Like, <laughs> I don't know that one. Yeah. That, what a bummer. What a, what a, like, yeah. A fun spirit to have lost. That's, that's, how old was he? He was 57. He had, too had, young. Had been fighting with type 2 diabetes for uh, quite a while and had struggled with that. So, Bismarcky will miss you. Mm-hmm. July 26th. We lost Joey Jordison, mm. tremendous drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Made famous for his work with Slipknot. Also was Murder Dolls, Murder Dolls yeah. Scar the Martyr, Vimic, Sinsanum. Didn't he play with Rob Zombie for a while? Ooh, I think he did. He might have. He's a tremendous drummer. Yeah. I didn't know this until I actually did the research. He was suffering with a condition that is often a precursor of multiple 
sclerosis called transverse myelitis that mm-hmm. causes loss of use of his legs, his arms a little bit. And there's some controversy when he left Slipknot. They claimed he was just leaving. He claimed he got fired via email. I don't know what's actually accurate. Um, but yeah, they what, had a bit a of bummer. a, like yeah. a uh, online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was yeah. Some, some vitriol there for sure. But the guy was super talented. Yeah. And to stand out in a band with like three percussionists, I mean, like, well, I mean, one of them's hitting a fucking keg. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) (laughs) That counts. Still, he 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 was. uh, That's that's a loss. And yeah, absolutely. um, Yeah. And last on my list, on July 28th, at the age of 72 years old, we lost Dusty Hill, bass player for the band ZZ Top. We've both seen him. I, live. ZZ Top was my first concert, my first live concert. Yo. ZZ Top and Night Ranger in, nice. I think, like 1984. Uh, one of the greatest rock bands ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a 72-year-old rock legend. The guy probably was just worn out at that point. He had a broken shoulder he'd been dealing with, a broken hip. He had, like, problem with ulcers. In my mind... He OD'd on cocaine and Tabasco sauce. I don't think that's how it actually went out, but, you know, so uh, that's, that's a great. happier version of the way he went out. Uh, it'll be missed. One of the two most famous beards on the planet. Yes. Uh, I'll miss all three of those. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm going next. I'm going to start with uh, Robbie Steinhardt. The first sentence of his Wikipedia page is, Robbie Steinhardt was an American rock violinist. I'm going to say that one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Robbie Steinhardt was an American rock violinist. So I'm a huge Kansas fan. I fucking love Kansas. I love their sound. I love the melodies. I love the the heart. You can feel it. And I think a lot of that came from the deep harmonization of the violin. Mm-hmm. It was just a steady note play. He didn't go insane. He, it wasn't like a Dixie Dregs thing. He was just trying to find that really beautiful melody that a violin can bring out. He was living a lie because he was one of the only two members that wasn't from Topeka. Ooh. Yeah. Not Kansas. Yeah. Carrie uh, <laughs> Livgren, who's the founding member writer for Kansas, said in an interview that Robbie was the link from the band on stage to the audience. Fans just loved his sound yeah. because it was so unique. You don't yeah. hear violin in rock, uh, but it really belonged there. My second one, and this is a true olive branch, is Charlie Watts, drummer for the Rolling Stones. He was an incredibly good drummer. Like most drummers from that era, he was swing jazz trained. So his his patterns, his timing was just perfect. Him and Ringo were just, you knew Mm -hmm. they were metronomes. A thing I like about Charlie Watts as a member of the Rolling Stones, did you know he stayed married to the same woman his whole fucking life? It's impressive. No divorces. Wow. That's impossible. And he was in the Rolling Stones. It happened. Right. <laughs> like, that says something to me about the type of dude he probably was. And I, I'm not going to, like, wax philosophical about how crazy it is to be a lasting member of one of the most famous bands in history. There's not that much to be said about somebody in such a famous band. All I'm going to do is I'm going to say, everybody just pause and just go listen to Honky Tonk Woman by the Rolling Stones. The fucking cowbell, the like purposefully sloppy, amazing intro. It's as good as it gets for a song on the drums. It's fucking amazing. Charlie Watts, amazing drummer. And then my last one is the 
DMX, who is one of my favorite rappers of all time. The intro, I worked hard to fucking get it. He died April 9th. He was signed in 1993, 1998. He came out with It's Dark and Hell is Hot and Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood in the same fucking year. He was the only rapper at the 99 Woodstock which was just a big crowd of white people yeah, saying we're gonna N-word talk more about that, that sometimes. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, super weird, but that was when he was at his commercial peak in 2003. He came out with Grand Champ, which hit number one, making him the first artist ever to have five consecutive albums reached number one. What? Yeah, mind blown. Yeah, right. Yeah, first artist ever. To have five hit number one consecutive. Wow. I think I've talked about DMX a few times on this. He's just an important artist for me. Yeah. You know, I, I have a best friend from the Navy that passed away. This was a long time ago. He was the closest friend I'll ever have. And he and I were like DMX was usually what we listened to. So it's he's just a very important artist for mm-hmm. me. He had 15 Billboard hit songs, including the Rough Rider anthem, mm-hmm. which everybody fucking knows. Where the Hood At, which everybody fucking knows. Mm-hmm. X Gonna Give It To You, which everybody fucking knows. And Party Up. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up and, up and, up and her. Up and her. <laughs> That's yeah. DMX. He was one of the most metal rappers in Attitude. Yeah. Like, from a metal fan, like, straight up. Like, Do that- you know how many people had uh, fucking rap battles with him? <laughs> <laughs> Like when he dissed Ja Rule, do you think Ja Rule did a diss track back? I, I was not about to bring up no. the copycats no. and the because the people, people knew, man. I don't know how many rappers lived the real life besides like Tupac and the, but DMX. You could yep. this guy's not fucking it. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love him, and that's why I hate Drake. He is the anti Drake. <laughs> <laughs> that Canadian guy. <laughs> All right, Rach, what you got? Um, so I have Shock G, Gregory Edward. Jacobs, also known as Shock G from uh, Digital Underground. He was the lead vocalist. My name is Humpty. Humpty. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but he was born in Brooklyn in 1963 and he died in April in Tampa of an accidental drug overdose. He's responsible for Digital Underground's The Humpty Dance. If you don't know what this was, it was your well, we it was the chance to we do just the hump. Sang it. Yeah. yeah. He also helped out with Tupac's I Get Around and he co-produced uh Tupac's, Love that song. Tupac's second album, Tupacalypse Now. Mm-hmm. Also, he was in my favorite film of 1991. No. Nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. Oh, oh, no. Loved that, that movie when good. I was a kid. So great. So weird. And then I had Mary Wilson, who was the yeah. founding member of the Supremes. Uh, she was born in Greenville, Mississippi, and died in Henderson on the 8th of February. She was 76, and sadly, two days before her death, she had announced on YouTube that she was planning to release some new solo material mm-hmm. um, with a Universal Music Group and hoped to get it out before her birthday. Do you know um, who the most successful act of all time in Motown was for Motown Supremes? Records? Sure was. Sure was. As a member of the Supremes, her song Stop in the Name of Love and You Can't Hurry Love are among the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's top 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. The Supremes were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1988. They received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame 1994 and entered into the Vocal Group Hall of Fame in 1998. I don't listen to the Supremes enough. I'm real. I just realized that. They're so good. So those are our deaths. 
for the year. We will. We'll raise a glass of them right now. Mm-hmm. We'll drink Damn. to them 10. I love that you're drinking wine out of a beer glass. Or beer. Hey-o. <laughs> How many deep? Uh, totally. Beer out of a wine glass. All right. Now Sorry. we are going to important news of 2021. So we are each going to cover a prominent story of 2021. Briefly, we're not going to investigate for a full episode touch on it for a couple minutes get a couple opinions on it and i prepared like a 60 minute piece I have a couple here pages of notes. i'm cool with that monologue. hey i've got nowhere to be <laughs> we are gonna need to go get more booze though if that's true <laughs> so i am covering the story of taylor swift re-recording and saying fuck it i don't need my masters the taylor version <laughs> so taylor Love version. Her. so This is something that's just a complete fucking pipe dream for most artists. Essentially, what happened was she left her record label. Her record label, Big Red, decided to sell her catalog. And she did not get initial rights to give an offer. The masters were sold for $300 to somebody else. What? Yeah. Scooter Braun, wasn't it? Yes. Instead of her for an unknown amount. Nobody ever said what the amount Taylor offered was, but it's not bullying as much as she wanted it to be. That's just fucking business. But here's the thing. This is where Taylor Swift is fucking smart as shit. It's actually really badass. She said, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to remake every song that I wrote. She went into the studio and she just re-recorded her albums and then told her fans, when you go to listen to my shit, listen to the Taylor version on Spotify and that sort of thing. So are they actual, so this is the part I've always kind of been sort of confused on. Are they actual re-recordings yes. or did she yes. just remaster no. the she original recording? She got the musicians back, redid everything. Dude, that is gangster. That is <laughs> fucking What is. are you going to do? Re-record everything? Exactly. Actually? Same. And you know, yes. t- Taylor Swift fan, it's not like a casual fan that gets on Spotify and it's like, oh, pick this and it. No, they know. Right. They I'm know going to the fuck the Taylor version. Yeah. And I'm listening to that's what it's called, right? Taylor Taylor's Taylor's version. version. Yeah. None of the other ones are being listened to Dude. at all anymore. <sighs> and bam, that's just that's big business, outsmarting business. I tip my hat I there. Prove. Many things that I don't like about her. We've Rachel and I have talked a little bit this weekend about the whole Jake Gyllenhaal thing, which is just so fucking lame. But Evil said it best. That is a gangster move. (laughs) Record labels own everything. And it's awesome that an artist figured a way to get out from under it. It just sucks that the only artist that can do it is a millionaire with a hundred million fans. It, it, I wish that any artist could do this if they wanted to. It's fucking awesome. Good job. Let's move on to Miss Polio. Hi. Hi. Okay, so I have a lot more notes. I'm going to be talking about the Nevermind lawsuit. If you have never seen the cover of the 1991 album Nevermind, it has uh, an infant Spencer Eldon on the cover, floating mm-hmm. with his peeps hanging out, yeah. uh, chasing after a dollar bill on a fishing hook. So Spencer decided to sue the estate of Kurt Cobain, saying that he knowingly produced, possessed, advertised commercial child pornography, and that his band benefited from the sexual exploitation of him when he was an infant. He's seeking a very small amount, in my opinion, $150,000 
per defendant for the lifelong damages. I have a lot of quotations going on, so just pretend that's happening, that he has claimed to have suffered. Is it eliciting a sexual response? No, it's not. Um, it's an Ann Getty Maplethorpe yeah. uh, collaboration, basically. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, an, it's a naked baby. It's just a naked baby. It's a fucking kid in it this one. Also, I would like to point out that this is, it's just ridiculous. And then if you want to rewind back to 2016, yeah. he was asked to recreate the cover and he was like, fucking all over it. I'm going to hop in a pool right now with some jeans on and we can recreate this shit. And now five years later, he's like, you know what? You know what he has a tattoo of? The fucking album cover. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That's, the, the whole lawsuit is just a big pile of In fact, the quote bullshit. from David Grohl is, I'm not the one with a tattoo of the never <laughs> of the Nevermind album cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's all the time I'm going to give that. It's just a garbage bullshit. Anybody uh, have any hot takes? Anyone want to fight me on that one? Yeah, no, I'm like, or how agree? could you? Like, I, I don't know. Are like, you suing because of sexualization? Like, how? He's claiming it's child yeah. pornography. This and is it's definitely not. a reach it's for just... some money. I was going to make an Ad Getty joke, but you already. Oh, what? <laughs> you beat me to it. So. Yes! <laughs> you, you like threw in Robert Mablethorpe for a like, good measure. Holy I fuck. Sven. Brittany. What? Tell us. It's Brittany, bitch. Oh, before we get here, um, I got some paperwork that you guys need to sign, and then we've got a court <laughs> appointment tomorrow morning. Um, really easy. It's just going to make your life so much easier. You're not going to yeah. have to worry about all the day-to-day shit. Things yep. are going to get taken care of for you. So you can really focus you. a conservatory ship. I get why this exists in the legal system. People yeah. with dementia, people with, with like severe mental problems that are a danger to themselves, a danger to others. Britney Spears, this was, let's see, 20, oh, it probably started, yeah, Wasn't 08, it? and then it continued on, like, it, that was probably the start of it, but between the breakup with Justin, and then the K-Federline marriage, and then she had kids, and then divorcing K-Fed, and then every aspect of her life was scrutinized from the time she was a teenager into young adulthood, into motherhood. She lost it. I I don't think that's unreasonable. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But the world lost their shit about this. And I think a lot of the story really is, I'll get to the whole conservatorship, but really this calls attention to the role that media plays in celebrity lives and how much of an impact public has just every single person you listening right now and the tabloids that you decide to pick up and support and what you comment on and things like that like i'm a little bit surprised that more of those tabloid people weren't blasted hardcore through the last two years when like the me too movement was real big right i do remember reading one thing about how what was the big celebrity douchebag blogger Yes, she was his yeah. voodoo doll. Like terrible things. Yeah, maybe at that time it may have made sense that maybe she needed some help taking care of things. So she was placed, court ordered into this conservatorship, which was split in two. There was the financial and business aspects of her life, and then there was the personal day to day what she could do, not do, how she should live her life. Her entire life was placed in this conservatorship. Uh, Her dad, Jerry, Jamie, had control over both for a short time, was removed from the personal life and controlled her financial life for a majority of the conservatorship. Brittany disappeared for a while. Ultimately, it ended this year. It ended just a couple weeks ago. Like fully, fully ended. Yes. 
It did. For those of you at home, I just added water to scotch, <laughs> and Rachel looked at me like I did something wrong. Quit being a pussy. She's still learning how to drink, everybody. <laughs> like the <laughs> the drink. aspects of, of of this conservatorship, I think, were pretty pretty hidden until Brittany herself spoke out. Yeah. And I think that caused a, a pretty big backlash. Her father earlier in September and Essentially her and mom and her dad were just fucking stealing all her money, right? Kind of. And, and you know, it was her dad who was officially appointed by the court to oversee the finances. Brittany herself made a statement saying that what people don't know is that my mom is the one that gave him the idea. Basically what she was saying is he He's not smart enough. Her dad wasn't smart enough <laughs> to come up with this damn idea. He made a lot of money. So I guess that's really the ultimate. Oh, they all made the, a lot What this of money. all comes yeah. back, everybody involved made a lot of money uh-huh. on Britney. During her conservatorship of 13 years, she toured internationally, released, was it five albums? She's doing Vegas. During her, yeah, she had her Vegas thing. residency. Right. Yeah. It was an abuse of the system. It's this, just, this just, is in yeah. place to take care of people that can't take care of themselves, even to the point where she couldn't marry or have children Whoa. without she had asking a, permission. She had an IUD put in and could not have That's right. Couldn't even be removed from birth control. They had the IUD stayed. Yep. So Holy even control shit. of her own body. Jesus so this, Christ. this, yeah, just a few days before we're recording this. So November eleventh, oh um, Judge Brenda Penny. What a lady! Effective immediately. Path. I don't know what that would no, be like. Fucking gross. Let's talk gross. about something a little grosser. Somehow. Oh. People peeing on other people. Go. <laughs> One person. Wait, we're talking about brass against. No. <laughs> Rage Against the Latrine? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, that was fucked up. I was wondering if we were going to get a graphic uh, <laughs> joke in here tonight. A witness testified that in 1994, a 27-year-old R. Kelly procured a fake ID for a 15-year-old Aaliyah to legally, in quotes, marry her <sighs> so that she could get an abortion with his consent. Oh my Let me say that again. Oh my in 1994, a witness testified that a 27-year-old R. Kelly procured a fake ID for a then 15-year-old Aaliyah, who he had been sleeping with for a while, so he could, in quotes, legally marry her so that she could get an abortion with his consent. In 1994. Mm -hmm. That's how long ago. It probably started before then. They met when she was 12. Yeah. So. In June 2002, he was indicted on 21 counts of making child pornography. He was acquitted six years later. 2002? 2002. Indicted on 21 counts of child pornography. September of this year, a federal jury in New York found him guilty on nine counts, including racketeering, sexual exploitation of a child, kidnapping, bribery, sex trafficking, and violation of the Mann Act, which is crossing state lines. He faces a second trial for producing child pornography. And that is set for August of 2022. Anybody have any hot takes? Like, that's amazing how long it took. In 2005, the Boondocks, you remember the Boondocks? It was a cartoon on the Adult Swim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They tackled this head on. R. Kelly was on trial. The prosecuting attorney was a black guy who had a white wife. The jury in this was all hemming and hawing at the prosecution saying, hey, this is happening to a black man. We have to acquit him. The main character of the Boondocks, I can't remember his name, the little kid with the afro, Mm -hmm. comes out and he's like, listen, man, yes, many black men have been put away for felonious charges, but we've got to have a level head here. And outside, there's people protesting, saying, we love R. Kelly. They're like dancing to his music and stuff. I've seen multiple clips 
of news recently who showed the exact fucking yes. same thing yes. happening today. Yes. Yes, there is racial injustice. Yes, there are things that need to be corrected in our society, but there's also fucking dirt bags that need to be put away. Yeah. yeah. Both can exist. I feel Thanks like Thanks for all of fucking us... giving me that one. No God problem. Damn it. It was your fault. You didn't say anything. Yeah, you had your choices. <laughs> um, Silence is violence. We got one more thing to do and then we're going to take a break. We are going to very, very, very briefly touch on the top 10 highest downloaded list on Spotify, according to Chartmasters this year. Now, this will change. I uh, made this newest list November 18th, so it's going to change in another month. I think there's at least one of these, probably two that are going to raise a little more. But right now... We have the number one or number 10 most downloaded album on Spotify, Morgan Whalen's Dangerous. Sven, do you know, do you like? The fuck? I don't have Evil. that one either. <laughs> do you know, do you like? I'm going to quote Sven on this one. <laughs> Rachel, do you know, do you like? No. So none of us know what the fuck that is. Sorry. Number nine, Billie Eilish, Happier Ever After. Sven, I know you know it. I know it. I don't think you're a huge fan. Like not in the top ten. Like it's not. It's not horrible. You liked it a lot less than her first album, right? That's correct. Yeah. Evil. Confused. I know it. I enjoyed it. You liked it. Yeah. I actually. I. I like it. Have you listened yeah. to her first album yet? Yeah. I've. I. I it's different. I enjoyed it. I don't right. know if it. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Sure. There. It's Rachel, good. do you know it? Do you like it? I enjoyed it. I thought it was eighty percent. Fantastic. Okay. So you like it a little more. I think I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know what I don't like it. Lil Nas X Montero. That's number eight. Sven, have you yeah, heard again, it? Do you like it? It's it's just like, I like the first. I didn't enjoy this as much as like I, I enjoyed Lil Nas X last year. I, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. Old Town Road. I'm going back. Yeah. Rachel, who really needed to talk about this way before it came. It slaps. I really enjoyed it. it. Yeah, Yeah. that's what the kids say. It actually does. Really? Uh, He is a, well, uh, let me clarify. He is a beyond one trick pony. Yeah. Every single song is exactly the fucking same. He's really into the Spanish chord progression. (laughs) That's my take on it. Pick two Lil Nas X songs. Keep that as your Lil Nas X. You'll love it. Number seven, Maroon 5, Jordy. Did you listen to it? Do you like no, it? No, I did not listen did to, listen to it. Did you listen to it? Did you like no. it? Did you listen to it? Do you it's like better it? better that you guys didn't listen to it because I did and it was garbage. A Maroon 5? Yeah, I don't. Okay. I'm ki- it's a, I'm okay. I was like, <laughs> see, I just, should I have to defend myself here? No, 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 no. no. I mean, I kind of um, like Adam Levine though, like in a way, but the, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, he's real like He's not evolving. It's, yeah. That's why it's Devolving it's like listening. You could pick any fucking Maroon Five album, and it yeah. sounds exactly the same. Number six, Enrique Iglesias finale. Jesus, no. no, I haven't heard that name since the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That way. Mm-hmm. How did I miss that? That sucked too. It, it was, sounds like it was garbage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number five, Doja Cat, Planet Her. Uh, Sven, I have mean, you I heard? Do you I like? get that one. You do? Yeah. yeah. You like the Planet Her? It's all right. Okay. I'll put it above all the others so far. Gotcha. Yeah. Evil. The only thing I know about Doja Cat is there's a video of her making fun of Cardi B that made me laugh. And that's <laughs> Ooh, it. That's I like that. Yeah. I, that's it. Rachel. Um, I didn't listen to the entire thing, but what I heard, I was that was good. Uh, didn't listen at all. That's Carol G. KG zero five one six. Sven, do you know? Do you like? I'm no. I'm gonna hurry just so we can get to what Rachel's. Evil. Do you know? Numbers, do you like? Don't know. Rachel. Yeah. Fucking loved it. Yeah. Really. It slapped so hard it was so good i listened to it on the way 
driving over here and it was what it was dangerous how bad i was dancing i don't even know who that is no. what type of music it's of the well it's, it's top latin Spotify. she's that's, from oh i'm gonna feel like an asshole i want to say brazil tones and i that's number three welcome to the madhouse sven do you know do you I like liked it really i liked it she's smart i've followed her for a while actually and and some of her busking videos street yeah. with a keyboard and like speaker oh um just as good as it is exactly you, you're like insane. whoa you somehow then did that in the studio evil mm. rachel it was so good I, again i will reiterate everything god damn said. i've never heard it uh, <laughs> uh, number two justin biber 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 uh justice the name of the album Who's uh, sven do you know do you like i get my peaches from georgia oh yeah i get my weed well no i don't it's ontario is that a no, is that oh a, my god what? is that it's a, a song? Good, good fucking album i think really i do okay oh. um you know what? I'm going to just leave it right there and circle back later. Okay. Son oh of my a bitch. No, no, no. Put it the fuck away. Uh, <laughs> evil, I am going to shot in the dark. You didn't listen to this. Not yet. Just leave it. <laughs> You're not Rachel, a believer? Loved it. Uh, I am on the exact opposite side of the spectrum for my friend Sven, and we can circle back to that later as well. I, d- I didn't it's listen to it. It's only because he sucks. That's it. didn't listen fight. to it. And then number one, Olivio Rodrigo Sour. Sven, you are a fan. Oh, Rod. Evil. I like it. Same. I thought it was great. You know what my favorite part of Sour is? Driver's license? No. She knows good for where you. I'm, she knows where I'm going. It's good for you. Yeah. You know what's great about it? <laughs> that it's a Paramore it's song. It's a Paramore song. The song is such an exact replica of the Paramore song. She legally had to <gasps> add writing credits for Paramore. For Paramore? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, man. So that's my take on Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> That's it. Those are the top 10 Spotify's. We are halfway done with the finale part one. We're Uh going to take a break. We'll be right back. Let's answer some write-in questions, everybody. And on right now, yeah, we're going to maybe be playing a couple of drinking games. There will be shots of Fireball had, and I have like twice as much in my glasses. You're twice else. the man, Jimmy. You're twice the man. You don't have to work a seven. You <laughs> Also true. <laughs> that should have been your fucking shirt thing. I work at seven. I work at seven. <laughs> In honor of our first question, we are all going to take a shot right what? now. What the fuck is the question? I want to know you're, the question. You're You'll gonna... find out. Oh my god. Oh, that's... <laughs> Can I have the McAllen next time? <laughs> oh fuck. He's like... We had two questions submitted by Mark. Now Mark. Nope. Blah, blah. Did you guys know that we have two avid Mark fans? What? Which Mark is this? We not do. Kowal? This is not Mark Kowal. All right. Mark Kowal sorry, is Mark, later. You're getting us after a fireball shot. Mark, I'm sorry, but I don't know your last name. So for now, you are other Mark. <laughs> let, <laughs> let me know what your last name is and we'll get you there. Question number one. Rank the four of you from least to most alcoholic. <laughs> that is easy. Is it? 
Is it? I feel like least alcoholic is easy. Okay, maybe easy for Least you. alcoholic is easy. It's yeah. Rachel. Rachel does not drink unless she's doing <laughs> unless this I'm podcast. Unless I'm hanging out with you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I like to have fun. Let's not pretend we're I like a margarita. alcohol on you. Yeah. But the next three might be hard. Yeah, I think so. How was the question phrased again? Rank the four of you from least to most alcoholic. Least mm. to most Alcoholic. I would say Jimmy's the most responsible out of the I guess three yeah, we've got to define alcoholic. So then, How many nights a week do you drink? No comment. <laughs> well, I think, so here's what I think. I think as far as amount consumed, it's probably, you're probably most. Me? I guess we should do current then. Evil, how often do I you drink? I, eight. Mm, uh, I don't. So, okay, I got to ask this question. Is eight beers a night a lot? Yes. <laughs> that was Wait. just a question. Every night? Or like only, on a Friday. Only for maybe 12 years or so. Oh my God. Okay. So the answer is Rachel. Well, so I drink during the podcast. That is, well, but I drink at work. Not at, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Slow down. I drink for work. No. At conferences. Well. Like I, t- I, so part you of my have job business is, dinners where you have cocktails. part of my job is I go out with people and we, we drink and, and that sort of thing. I must get, but yeah. How often do you drink? I'll have a drink or two on the weekend nights. It's all over the place. I don't have like a schedule. Do you ever get drink on weekdays? How often do you get like fucking faded? Not often, but when I do, I do it for real. <laughs> I thought this question was hilarious, and it's turning it's out turning to into be an intervention. Like, for about three weeks, I didn't drink during the week. I'm editing this. Question number two. <laughs> Same Mark. He has three questions. Okay. Question number two. Who wins gets the drunkest during the show award? Sven. Maybe sometimes. You, because you're the lightest weight. That's true. Ooh. Yeah, but here's the thing. When she, she gets off. really drunk, exactly, she stops talking, so you don't hear... <laughs> The drunk that I'm actually drunk. when I as the editor, I'm going to say oh. that. Yeah, you have the best. It's me. I get really? sloppy. You can start to hear the slurring like when I'm starting to. Mm. I don't but know that I've heard that in you before. I think there have been two episodes where you were fucking gone, and I think <laughs> yeah. one yeah. of them was because of the COVID shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well that doesn't count, but. Yes, there were, t- I think there were two episodes where mm-hmm. it was like, alcohol. wait, what's he saying right here? Let me. <laughs> He's taking the blame away from I, I, Yeah, it definitely like the, the rambly moments. Yeah. Um, but I kind of say. Stuff that, like you're good at catching and editing out. <laughs> yeah, I try. I, I make editing probably really hard for you. No, nah, it's, yeah, I make it the hardest for myself. I think that <laughs> should be an annual thing. Who got the drunkest during an episode? Ooh. And Sven wins with the I'm shop. reminding everybody oh. that's listening. And I don't really think I need to remind them because there were a lot of write-ins about drinking. Our fucking listeners really like us drunk. They really (laughs) honestly do. Uh, I like Mark. Other Mark is good. I really like Mark. You know why? Why? Question number three. David, you seem like the type of guy that may want to quit drinking someday. Please don't ever quit drinking. (laughs) Mark, but it's a good I point. Think everyone I think, had that friend in college should. or like right after high school. Like, Mark, you're that guy. Jennifer from Portland asks, Do you listen to other podcasts? Evil, what do you Does listen to? Does he have to? a yeah. podcast? Yeah, I listen to a ton of other stuff. Do you? Yeah. I what do you listen to? Tons of podcasts. Name, name like your three biggest. Oh boy. Um, my 
three biggest. Yeah. Let me Rachel. Look. Let me look. My well, favorite murder. Yes. Crime me too. junkie. Yeah. Eh. Uh, and I started listening to Not So Molly Mormon, which is kind of fun. It talk, it's Ooh. these two ex-Mormon girls talking about like different topics. Soaking. Uh, soaking is the one I'm listening to right now. Have you guys heard of soaking? Yeah. Soaking. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Okay, like um, I I listen to. We're just talking about noodles, right? I don't listen to any music podcasts purposefully because I don't want to steal opinions or. Smart. I like music podcasts. I love the gals on She Will Rock You and Songs for Win, but I I try not to listen to music podcasts. I'm actually a big sports guy, so I listen to the Bill Simmons and Ryan Ursillo podcast. Those are those are my three. Uh, have uh, you centric? I want to say like. A, a plug for a good friend and also relative, but oh. Viola Centric. Oh yeah, is yes. Yes. Uh, a duo professional musicians in the Violists. DC area in the yeah East Coast. Oh, that's a good one. Good job. I prefer yeah. your mom's house with. I like two bears, one Tom, Se- Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky. Those two I are that's good. Fucking you did say that. Hilarious. There were a few what are the relationship types questions. How do you guys know each other oh, sort yeah. of questions. Some of which were very not at all appropriate. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to use the one question that's going to sum it all up. And there might be a compliment put in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, so Kim from Seattle says all of your chemistry is fantastic i know dl and sven played music together did the rest of you all know each other before this i know all of them i have very specific relationships with each person in this room that i thought would really complement the show which it very obviously has sven and i have one of the tightest connections you're ever going to have because we played music with each other for a long time and you're inside my head man and uh, evil and i have we we hung out like a handful of times times. yeah but we always had this really huge musical connection yep and then i've known rachel for a long time she's always been just really fucking witty with a very similar sense of humor to me and i knew especially after the Taylor Swift episode that she would be fantastic for the podcast. And as usual, I was right. <laughs> now we all know each other. Well, now yeah. we all love each other like we're brothers and sister. It's and Don't just make it brothers. Weird. 2021 spend. Jared from Richmond. <laughs> we are McCown Scotch, but cheersing a shot to Jared from Richmond. Who Tell Jerry what we're drinking. Says Jared. St- Fireball. Jerry, Everybody knows what It's Jerry who, does. Who does not ask a question, but says a statement. First, Jared, we're going to take our shot. What are you drinking to? Jerry, a.k.a. Jared. Jared says, the fact that there aren't drinking games yet incorporated into this podcast is crazy. <laughs> well, guess, <laughs> what, guess what, Jared? Tonight there is. And He's guess right. what else? Season two, there's going to be. It's on. Jared's right. There will be drinking games in season two. Trust me. Thank you for your suggestion. We are all over it, Jared. Alana Kay, also from Portland. Oh my gosh. Does <laughs> David embellish his personality for the podcast? If not, does it suck to work with him? <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> I hope everyone here, I don't edit out Rachel's laugh. <laughs> if, if this gets answered, do we compromise the podcast? You're exactly the same. (laughs) Am I? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think a lot of people think I'm an asshole on this. Wow. Just exactly the same. (laughs) 
Well, I'm learning a lot about myself tonight, everybody. But you're our asshole. <laughs> we love you for it. Mia from New South Wales. Ooh. Actually, this is a comment. Start an advice corner. It would be hilarious. Oh. Ooh. Like us giving advice. Do you really want that, Mia? That's what's hilarious. Do you, That's do awesome. you really want me to give me so like pick a topic and I will ruin it. We might have to um incorporate yeah, something in I season like two because that's hilarious it's a really good <laughs> mia also asked will we ever hear sven and or dl originals to judge them for ourselves Ooh. you've heard them exactly. you just don't know that you've, you've heard, heard both of us she's heard sven because sven does our intro, intro and outro. outro song you did hear me once in the podcast but i think the answer to this is god is yes we're working on it yeah. Once we do have stuff, I am definitely going to have listeners on to just shit all rip all, us apart. Yeah, just tear us apart. Yeah. I, I want it. Um <laughs> I am sorry. I'm gonna I know I'm gonna butcher this name. I'm really sorry, but Puna says, Love the show. Do you think all of you being from the Pacific Northwest limits your scope as far as musical taste? Oh. Not at all. Just Maybe, for the record, am I wrong? I fuck yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, oh, you think so? I feel like between the four of us, we have a really wide spectrum of yeah. We do for music. like four white people from Boise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say like I was, I was not white born in in like Southeast Asia. And yeah, grew you, up there, and yeah, I mean, I mean like uh, you spent a lot of your I pivotal years in Boise. Most of my time here, but still with. A pretty deep connection. I I feel like I've maintained a fairly deep connection with my ancestral culture, but and I know you and I specifically just because I've known you musically for so long. Yeah, we will listen to anything. I remember I, listening in like like Australian Aboriginal music with you in high school. Like yeah. we listen to weird shit. I'll say that maybe like on the podcast we curate. Um, I still feel like the scope is limited. I agree. From, like, like I just culturally switched. yes. I don't know. Like I listen to like Bangra and like Punjabi music. Nice. Yeah, I, I suppose maybe on the podcast I could see how well how the the full range of my audio interests. Well, my okay, interests. let me. I'll put it this way: How often, and it's just as much. Well, I don't want to say my fault because I'm proud of it and I don't give a shit. But how often has have we brought up built to spill? Not that often, considering every. Are like, you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say like considering like I feel like people on the East Coast bring up Built to Spill Built more to Spill than is people groundbreaking here. as fuck. They don't give a, get enough respect nationally as they do, but the only Boise band. There's like, Paul Revere Mark and the Raiders. Like, I didn't know that. Literally, really? we just yeah. did his funeral like was it oh. a year or two ago? You looked up like, Boise right Avenue. Down, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Boise. Uh, so I, I guess two votes for yes, two votes for no. This <laughs> person wrote in doesn't have a name. It's Stimerin2 at Gmail. So, uh, who oh, you makes just gave out somebody's Gmail? Well, I didn't spell it though. Sure, I don't even know mm-hmm. how you spell Stimerin at Gmail. Spell, <laughs> spell Stimerin. Uh, who makes the promos? <sighs> who does? It's a collaborative effort. No. Sven. That's Sven. Sven is a video fucking Wizard. legend. Like, legend. I want to just take the compliment, but really, like, it's a collaborative writing effort. I do. I, I get the. Fi- I just take all the notes and then I make the final decision on the Look, edit. But, but still, I write the promos. But Sven, yeah. Sven does the Lord's work. 
Uh, he does. I yeah, may be true. a brilliant writer, <laughs> as as made obvious by these promos. But Sven's the real hero. Yeah. But that's the, the honest truth. Here's what happens. I have an idea for a promo. I write it. I give it to them. They get the videos. I put them in a Dropbox. And then Sven waits without contacting me at all or saying anything until about midnight the morning before I'm supposed to post it. Just making me fucking like, oh my God, is he actually, this is the night where it doesn't happen, where I wake up and nothing's there. And it's never not been there. So Sven, it's always brilliant. And it's always brilliant. Always. Sven, I love you and I fucking hate you. Um, now we have our questions from Mark from cool. Pure Nonsense. Yes. The Mark. Mark. Previous Mark, now other Mark. His album is out. It's tonight. It's good. Fucking listen to it. Spaceman, that's a fucking jam. Question number one. We can edit this, whatever. I'm going to let you say what you want. But question yeah. number one is, where did Sven go? Aww. Where did I go? I did take a little step back. And um, moving forward, he is going to take a large step back. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. I, no, really, honestly, it's um, as much as I enjoy everything about the podcast, I've got some things in my personal life. So I, I guess that's, that's basically what it is. There's some personal life things that I need to take care of so that I can come back full force. We've all been there. We've all been there. And if you haven't, yeah. hopefully you allow yourself the space to be there somewhere in the future because... Yes. I, I don't know, soapbox moment, maybe. Self-care is important, and there's times where you maybe overcommit yourself or maybe have just, uh, I don't know, you, you just need some space. Um, Podcasting for not making any money, like first season, I've made a lot of negative money this year on this. It's a time suck. It's an enjoyable time suck. I think I overcommitted myself on some other ends. Yeah, I'm I'm coming back, but it's gonna take a little bit of time. And I he's still he, things out. He's yeah. still and here. I'm still gonna be around. Yeah, we're still gonna we're gonna do episodes together. All is good. It's very obvious that all of us very much love Sven. He's not going anywhere. I'm not letting him. It's not gonna happen. Have you guys made enough to buy an island yet? Almost. Mark, we will never tell you about VCV Land. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Next question: What is a real Rachel ten out of ten album? Oh gosh, I think we talked about Fiona Apple title. Oh, her first one. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Big fan. Gauntlet Although when the palm Yeah, you know you know who Mark loves? Fiona Apple? Mm-hmm. Mark, we have you so much just, in common. You just Mark, be- do you like pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Can Evil Bench David? Let's try Probably. it. Probably. He can. I really want to see this happen. It's just, it's not the weight, but it's the awkwardness. I have a camera. A no, the answer is yes. We should make a video. <laughs> Will David feel bad when Rostam wins a Grammy that we didn't, uh, that we didn't talk about it? Mark, you should know by now, fuck the Grammys. Yeah, if, if he wins the Grammy, that will validate my really not liking that album. It's not a fucking good album, Mark. Calm down. Um, no, no, no. How many albums have I purchased during the pod? Oh my God. Um, double question because, well, it's kind of a trick question. How many have I bought because of the podcast? Not that many, probably like 11 or 12. How many have I bought during the podcast though? Way too, this really, really fucking 
was a shot in my veins for... You only bought uh, one today, though. That's good. I bought one today. I have a problem now. And I think it's because of this podcast. So a lot. You know, it's been a long time since I had disposable income. And I kind of do now. And it's just all going to vinyl. It's retarded. <laughs> um, does David dislike classic rock? No. Sometimes. I love good classic rock. Good classic. <laughs> I, I hate, good class. hate bad classic rock. Uh, no, Where's I the love. Line we, in the we just sand. talked about Kansas. I love Kansas. I think, as far as classic rock, I think I'm a lot like a lot of people picking and choose, and I'm not yeah. sure that there's a big rhyme or reason to it. Mm, that's I true. think there's just certain things that grabbed you when you were young, and stuck with you. Yeah, you know, I hate. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> do it. I'm, oh, I'm, do I'm it. done doing that. Done this doing year. what? I like Steve Miller Band. You don't. Yes. I am It's not great to you. I am I impartial love it. to the Steve Miller right. band. And that's I think that's like Which a lot of people take offense to. I don't. I I, I like them but and I you're know you're not most people. Well, I'm I'm so smart. Wait, and, what? And, <laughs> no. uh, well, David. I, the the answer is I love there is a lot of classic rock I love, but yeah, yeah like, he's right. I'm look, it's a podcast. I have opinions. Fucking sex sells, bro. Um <laughs> are, we, are we going to speaking of, are we going to review Born to Run? And is Mark then going to quit listening? Um, That's the line for him? He said in our episode with him, I think he said that he thinks that is the most well-produced album of all time. Well-produced. Oh, so any shitting on it Or well-written. He and I probably will not be friends. We're all friends with Mark. Actually, we're going to touch on Springsteen later in this episode, believe it or not. Oh. Is there more Beatles love to come? One simple answer. Fuck yeah, yeah there is. That's, Mark, dude. I want you to get it. Where all these are very meh about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. They're so fine. I, They're fine. I fucking love the Beatles like you should. So no worries there. And last question from Mark. Are we doing a best albums of the year episode? Mark? This is it, bro. <laughs> we're, in luck. Yeah, I was like, I think we're doing it. It's yeah. happening. We got and one more thing. Gonna hate it. He oh. might. He might hate it. We'll see. That's okay. He likes the arguing. He's he's yeah, one of us. I feel like he would. He's one of us. I feel like Mark and I would, even though we disagree on certain things, we you would, would have really get along. Multiple yeah. drinks yeah. and have a blast fucking fighting each Dude, other. I love his guitar playing on that album. Yeah. You guys ready for a drinking game? Yep. Hell yeah. I want y'all to guess the highest downloaded episode of verse course verse this year highest downloaded for 1969 i'm gonna change my answer uh drink put your phone mm-hmm. down i was gonna say rolling stones drink fuck Sven. we put a hurry on that fireball already right. okay fireball's half done was it the the joiner lucas drink uh, yep okay now you guess david Bobby Waters interview the Wellerman. Oh really? Oh my gosh! Uh, of course talk. it was. Course. He has all the fans by many, 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 many yes. downloads. Really? Times that's good. not surprising. Four actually. times four. I didn't write down the other ones. I think sixty nine was really high. Taylor's your first one was really high. Emily Braden's was really high. Evil. Yes. What was your favorite episode to research this year? Oh, 1978 by a large margin. That was what a good year. And that will become 
more apparent later. More to come. No, I mean, come on, man. Van Halen. <laughs> that was the Van Halen episode Drink. for You're me. This, Good call. This year, that was the Van Halen episode for me. That's three Van Halen. So, uh. My favorite episode to research this year, Charles Corey coming on for Harry Parch ruined my life for a couple months. Yeah. Sure did. The Harry Parch yes. book. Read yes. it. It's just insane. Sven, what you got? Well, this happens to be the Wellerman. Ooh. All, the sea, all the sea shanty goodness that was coming out at the time. Nathan Evans and then, then, yeah. then of course, our, our friend Bobby Waters. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> Rachel, what was your favorite episode to study for? It was Sticky Fingers. No. It was. <laughs> was it really? Did you see that? No. <laughs> and guess why? I called my dad like 45 times Aww. in one night. And he's so... Smart, don't get a big head about this, but like he has <laughs> she so, so to much. Her dad. Yeah, note <laughs> for dad. I love it. <laughs> he has so much historical knowledge that as I was dissecting the lyrics, he's like, "Oh, this hat that's that's an allusion to this," Do and, and Google this, this, and it was great. I and like I, I feel like I learned a lot of history while I was researching him. Rachel, back to you. Okay. Do you have a worst take for yourself this year or something that you'd like to readdress that you disagree with yourself on now that you've had time to contemplate on it? I'd like to apologize to you personally. For, Don't do that. What? For bashing on Out of the Woods by Taylor <laughs> Swift. Oh. Maybe it's not as bad. Maybe I'm being an asshole about you it. Just find a way to apologize to me and talk about how great Taylor Swift is. <laughs> I was um, deaf. Same. Same breath. Diabolical. I love you, Taylor. <laughs> oh my God. I quit because that was, <laughs> I can't top that. Sven, uh, mm. do you have any worst takes or something that you'd want to readdress this year? Just shit I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I remember it? Because then maybe drunkenness. Became, when I got the second COVID shot and then like blacked out for the other half the night because like apparently you did great. Like, evil. We we really we tried clarify. to extend an olive branch on the Rolling Stones episode, and we probably shouldn't have. It ended up being such a. It was a mess. It was not really an olive yeah, but it was a good episode. And you know what I did not get complaints about? What? That episode. Really? Hmm. Who's gonna complain about what we were complaining about? Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. It's like, all very, very validified. I, I do no wrong. It's true. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm gonna take this moment in time for some clarification. Two mistakes that I did make in this podcast. Number one. I very nonchalantly wrote off Bruce Springsteen. I love Bruce Springsteen's guitar playing. I love the telly. I love the twang. I love the bluesy, like, tell a story while you're just kind of fucking dinking around on blues. I love that shit. I am not a big Springsteen album guy. I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of people think that. The second band that I very nonchalantly shat on that I honestly shouldn't have <laughs> is The Who. It was a generalization, which is bad. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because their rhythm section was fucking phenomenal. Keith Moon is goddamn God. And insane. And End Whistle is also. Thank you. Yeah. That was my yeah. next guess. And honestly, Pete Townsend, too. That's I love. I can yeah. name off of things that they've done that I love. I don't hate the who that was a generalization. I shouldn't have said 
I am not that impressed by the Who's music in general. I do love things about the Who. Um, and then the only other thing that I want to touch on is the Blackpink episode. I should have just concentrated on how shitty the music is, not <laughs> the other stuff. <laughs> Rude. Why, why didn't you give me like a, hey, get the camera out? Oh like, we need like... Oh, the look on Rachel's face was... You're such a piece of shit. <laughs> We're going to go back. Top five albums, can be projects, whatever, you found through the podcast this year. I'm going to start with Sven. It's Orod. That's what I'm calling Olivia Sour. There's so many things about this that I love. And I'll say this, as far as pop albums go... For her age and the success and the image of a pop star that we have today in 2021, you look at like early 2000s female pop star and you look at someone like Olivia Rodrigo and you see, I feel like... Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see you don't saying. have to sell the same things yeah. that you did yeah. in early 2000s, male or female, going up from there... It's not a surprise I'm going to pick Foo Fighters somewhere on this. So Medicine at Midnight is my number four. Um, Number three, this is like so long ago when I first heard it and then forgot about it. And then because DL had me listen to Miss Education. Yeah. Lauren Hill. I forgot about her for a while. That album's so bad. I think kind of intentionally. I remember it too. Like she did that and then she disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. So Miss Education, that's my number three. Number two, Big Black. Delta. That makes me so happy. What? I don't want me. I wasn't wanting it. So the the self titled was awesome, which was what we we I mean we talked about you know like four. That was the the 2020 release. I, yeah. I you know how badly I wish that was a 2021 release. Yeah. Number one for me actually surprised me. Mogwai. Fuck. Right. Yes. I don't know how I keep forgetting about them. I do, and I apologize for that because I do. I forget about you. <laughs> I do. Rachel, what are the top five albums you researched, found, projects, whatever, through the pod this year? Number five is a recent ad, and that would be Carol G. Because goddamn, that is some good music. Number four I put was Psycho. Whoa. Um, Really? Because. Yeah, you'd never seen it. That's awesome. I had never seen Psycho. That's right. And. And how dare I not pick Trick or Treat for my top five? Oh, yeah. How dare you? Dumb asshole. (laughs) Okay. Because that's that's such a good album. (laughs) And researching. I hate you for that. Researching how that was made. I don't know. Number three, uh, Halsey. I enjoyed that yeah. collaboration a lot, and I'll listen to that again. So that's why that I need to dive into that more. I, it it does. That's one of those that deserves more attention. It does. It yeah. really does. Well, and, it, and that was a hard episode because we covered a oh, we lot. Covered a lot. A lot. A lot. Number two, I put was the Killers. I had only heard what? Radio the Killers. <laughs> Fuck off, evil. <laughs> that album was amazing. Uh, I really loved the whole idea of the album, and I really like them on it. Number one uh, was Joy Division. Whoa! Yeah. What? I This is such a weird Stockholm-y album for me. Joy Division in general. 
It was so painful to do the research Good on it. Oh, God. But goddamn, if they aren't one of the best bands that I've ever heard. If you don't know, now you know. Henry Rollins is rarely wrong on things. It, it, thank you. I will go next. I do have one honorable mention. My honorable mention, my honorable mention is Jacob Collier. Holy shit. Whoa. I, I love that you gave me him because he's crazy. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> And the reason he's just an honorable mention is because I am really excited for what he's going to do. I am going to follow him closely. My number five is Harry Parch. He's one of my favorite composers ever now. Yay. My number four is the album Chairs Missing by Wire. Nice. This was an album that I found during our... I'm sorry, 1978 episode that was so forward thinking Mm -hmm. i had never heard of it and then when i went to the 78 episode and i was researching and it was this album was magically in all the like top 10 hey you know this is a top 10 album and Mm -hmm. go listen to it my number two my number three is sun blood stories the band out of boise that uh i got their vinyl they we featured their music in one of our episodes that fucking album that Sun Blood Stories did that I have the vinyl to, it's called Haunt Yourself. So good. Go listen to it. I'm so glad that I found them. I love that they're from Boise. They're amazing. My number two is correlating with my best take from my fellow co-host, Evil, Beckola. He, nice. He called out Beckola in the 69 episode. I went out and I listened to it. Holy <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Dude, that album isn't right. It's unbelievable. And my number one that I found through the podcast this year changed my favorite album from one of my favorite artists of all time, which is Stevie Wonder. And that is Talking Book. Ooh. Talking Book is now my wow. favorite Stevie Wonder Damn. album. Damn. Nice. Over songs in the key. Of, wow. There is something about Talking Book that is so young and raw. Yeah. We were having tacos a day and we heard You Are mm-hmm. the Sunshine of My Life. Yeah. That album is unreal. To me, it is the best Stevie Wonder album ever. That is my Damn. number one. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a great list. Yeah. Yes. Last but not least <laughs> is Evil. What are your top five? Simple? Yeah. Number uh, five is Kraftwerk, The Man Machine. Mind blowing how influential that album was. Yeah. It was never even remotely on my radar until we really, until we were doing research for 1978. Wow. Right above it at number four is The Police, also from 1978. Mm. Yeah. I'd heard Roxanne, I'd heard maybe one or two other songs, but that entire album i get why <laughs> i get it this, this is clearly why this uh, holy yeah I, I was on a walk with my dog and listening to that album and i stopped and just stood there and listened to like two or three songs number three is miles davis in a silent way from 1969 yeah. mm-hmm. i can't believe i missed that when we were doing the 69 that blew me away it was his first recording with electric instruments I mean, that's just, that's like a a footnote in the whole thing. Beyond that, the whole composing and recording of it was so brilliant. My number two is the same as yours, Bacola, because holy shit, that album is so good. Fuck, man. 
Jeff yeah. Beck is a motherfucker. Yeah. Rod Stewart on vocals, Ronnie Wood on bass. I wish Ronnie Wood would have played bass for the Rolling Stones and instead of moving to their second guitar, because holy yeah. shit, what could that oh, have been? Shit. And my number one is the same as Sven's, Mogwai. Nice. As the love continues. And I wasn't even on that podcast. It was, I... Holy shit. I yeah. received that as, I'm not just a, a the president of the club. I'm a member. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I also listened to the podcast and I learned shit from when I'm not on it. And that album was... This is blowing my mind. Yeah. So fucking good. So I creative. Can't, I can't... I was so not expecting the Mogwai love. Yeah. Well, Unbelievable. There it is. Hey, Rachel. Hey, what? What was your favorite episode of the year? Oh. <gasps> My favorite episode to do this year was probably the new release, the 10 albums. Nice. It made me the most crazy. Because, mm-hmm. but it was also the most rewarding. I got a lo- <laughs> lot of good music out of it. And I feel like it was a good array of, of music. There was a nice, there was a nice variety in there. Yeah. Evil, what was your favorite episode this year? 1978 was the funnest even remove van halen there was so much good music that year sven what's your favorite episode this year probably bobby waters and the wellerman subharmonic vocals at the time i was also trying to work on some of that stuff myself. that was fun that was amazing not only just all the sea shanty stuff but then just specifics to him singing that low yeah you shouldn't be able to sing as low (laughs) as some of these people can sing bobby's one of those people yeah Yeah. that was a really fun one to listen to So my favorite episode this year, and I'm going to preface it with two other episodes and just remind everybody that, yes, because of an episode, I got to message with Jonathan Bates of (laughs) Big Black Delta. Our jazz episode, that was so fun to research, to talk, to edit. But my favorite is the Emily Braden episode. The most talented person I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. A great friend for a long time. I got to just sit and shoot the shit. It was epic. That's part one. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. We're sick of this shit. <laughs> going Bye. home. I quit. Next episode, we are going to do the official worst and best ofs. It's going to be a good time. Firstcoursefirst.com at First course, first pod. First course slurs. Uh, <laughs> do some iTunes reviewing. We haven't had one of those in a while. I've kind of stopped promoting it, but apparently it's a thing. Come back in three days for part two of episode 45. Rachel Evil Spend. want to stay right by your side. you and me fit together naturally